We want to thank uh, the CTA. That Tom, tell us who that music Chicago was. Chicago Transit, Transit Authority. Authorities. We was going to say not to see blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, we are going to take a little uh, trip back in time, uh, back to 1968, which was uh, really a wonderful year, full of uh, a lot of uh, conflict and uh, controversy. And uh, an old friend of ours has a new book out. It's called Chicago Yippee 68. And the guy who wrote it is Justin O'Brien. And good morning to you. Thank you. Welcome, Justin. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. How did you... Uh when did you decide to write this book, which covers basically five days in August of '68? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, well, uh, it started as a as a letter to a girl who was a high school classmate, perfect, who, who had been in town and had to go back to Oklahoma, where she, her family had moved the year before. And I was filling her in on what she'd missed and telling her it's a good thing you didn't hang around. Um, and I either didn't mail the letter or I kept a draft. Sometimes I kept drafts of letters, uh -huh. and uh, so. Uh, that and also the fact that I would repeat the stories to others, you know, yes. sitting around having a beer, whatever, uh, t talking to people about these stories. People would ask me, you know, say, tell those stories about the convention. Um, and uh, they said, you have to write those down. So I did write vignettes of different things that happened. Um, and then it was, it was only when I was between jobs many, many years later that I decided to sort of Expand? Y yes, I read some other accounts to get the chronology right uh -huh. because it, it's often not clear, of course, after hey, many, many years know, to put if, it exactly in the, If you remember it, you weren't there. That right? They do say that, of course. <laughs> and I have a great example of that, actually involving Abe Peck, which I'll talk about. A good friend of uh, yes, Michael's. Yes, who was generous enough to write a nice blurb for me. Yeah, yeah it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. So this book has a lot of photographs. Um, and. Uh, it doesn't have one photograph uh, that I happen to have been in. I, I know that, that photo. <laughs> but I, it's got, it's just wonderful. Uh, did you take any of these photos? Or are these all none just from your collection and other I, people you know? I took none of them. No, oh. I, I acquired them from uh, private individuals for the most part. Um, over many, many years, uh, acquired uh, negatives and slides and, and uh, um uh, got the assurances from people that they had the rights to give me uh, to reprint these and things. As far as I know, uh, nothing in the book except for the two licensed photos have been in print before. Yeah. No, it's a wonderful little book, and uh, I like uh, reading a little bit about your background. I think you came out of uh, Von Steuben High School. I did. And uh, which Coach Russ Bradbird, who's been a guest on the show, he's a big <laughs> fan of Von. And uh, you, it was largely a Jewish neighborhood. You were a Catholic dude. That's right. Uh, you were in the Boy Scouts. And I was. Uh, it was Rahm's grandfather who was your troop leader. He wasn't the troop leader, but he was, uh, yeah. Your co coach or whatever. He was sort of the quartermaster or so. Uh, that was an interesting. Accompanied us. That was an interesting story about um, yeah. uh, being uh, sort of accosted by a survivor of the Holocaust um, as a Boy Scout. Yeah. Um, and he, I think him he was, thinking you were a brown shirt. Yeah, basically yeah. viewing you guys as, as the brown shirts. You were raising money for the Boy Scouts. Yeah. We were selling pancake breakfast fundraiser tickets. Yeah. Sure. As Girl Scouts, we sold cookies. You guys got to eat pancakes. Again, so what, yeah. unfairness. So, uh, at the you were not supposed to be at the Democratic Convention. What was the story I, with your family? I, I was not. I was, uh, I was one of those kids who was regularly in Lincoln Park. That was the hangout uh, back then for countercultural yeah. <laughs> kids. Uh, Old Town and Lincoln, and Lincoln Park. And uh, all summer long, and I believe part of the summer before, there had been uh, weekend uh, be-ins, these sort of happenings right. that are sort of 
nebulous as far as definition of them, but there would be live music. I remember Siegel Squall at one of those. Siegel Squall, of course, yeah, a lot of <laughs> great local bands. And uh, my parents knew that I was interested in this, and uh, uh, my father actually worked for the city, and so he probably knew more about it than I did, and uh-huh. uh, he wanted to get us out of town. I had three brothers. Where did, where did he work? He worked in City Hall. I mean, what, what was his uh, department? He was in the law department. My father worked for City Hall, too. <laughs> and I worked for him that summer. Is that right? Which yeah. and each brought her day, downtown, each day, so she was there. Uh, during the convention, I would leave for lunch from my office and never come back. Because <laughs> um, I would walk through the, the gatherings, you know, in the park, in yeah. Grand Park. I heard Bobby Seale talk. I saw yes. uh, my, my favorite, McCarthy, mm-hmm. talk to a bunch of gathered demonstrators um i did see the practicing with the with the washoi washoi which, which you described perfectly i think it was totally an act for the cameras yeah. that were there <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever no one was going to have a stick that long and no one did it, it was you never saw anybody it. use it it was a yippee summer <coughs> right yeah, yeah so there's a lot of uh putting the press on you know a lot of uh a lot of it was just sort of... Oh, so Mayor you, Daly was very afraid that we were all going to have LSD in our water. But I think it was part of Abby Hoffman and others' genius is that they knew how to manipulate uh, how public opinion was framed in form and how they played the media, and they played them to a T. They did. They did. When you think of it, uh, you know, what? how much access to the media did he have? Very, very little. I mean, he, he just was a very loud figure. He, he sort of commanded attention. Uh, I knew of him only through uh, the, uh, the Seed, I think, through the underground newspaper here, The Seed. I didn't know any of the others who ultimately were indicted as the Chicago Eight. Well, most of them didn't know each other either. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, so I, I don't know how exactly Abby Hoffman did that, but he really did have a way of commanding attention and, and the, shocking the media enough to get that repeated in the news. Uh, you mentioned Abe Peck. Abe Peck. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to know Abe. Well, uh, as a, around the same time as a kid, I, we used to go to the seed office and hang around. I sort of fancied one day I'd be a writer. And uh, we would sell the seed. You'd pick up a stack at various offices. At once, one time they were on seed Halstead. Seed on Wrightwood or when it moved over to uh, Halstead? Well, they were on Halstead. They were on Wrightwood at one time. I don't remember which was which. Yeah. And during this period, they were on LaSalle Street, uh, just north of uh, Chicago Avenue. You uh, know storefront that you walk down into uh so we'd go there and they let kids hang around and take stacks of these things to sell on the street corner for a quarter and i don't remember how much of that we got certainly not much but it was a a cool thing to do yeah that was that was the that was the draw it was a cool thing to do it was and and like you i i was i'm a year older than you Mm because you were 17 going to old town at at the same time and that was what we did too feel cool yeah uh is to get out of our neighborhoods go down to well street go down to lincoln park mm-hmm. and you know kind of blend in yeah and as a catholic kid it was hard for me to blend in <laughs> um i looked like a i was a cop i mean i was aware <laughs> I, yeah, I was that wasn't too long later she took the cop i did exam. take the cop exam did you <laughs> yeah i did uh but they didn't take me um Good for them. But I, uh, one of the things that you did point out was the amount of cops in the, as part of the demonstration. Somebody somebody estimated that for every eight demonstrators, there were two uh, officers or you know undercover. Not to mention people. National Guard. Yeah, yeah. 
And probably other organizations represented, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Um, how do you feel when you look at then and now, 50 years later? Do you feel like we've, what effect did we have? Um, what's good about that? What's still to be done? Well, it, it's sort of a personal frustration for me. I mean, I, I sort of feel that uh, uh, the immediate f feeling was we failed, of course, because uh, at that point, uh, only half the people who were to die in Vietnam had died by that point. 28,000 more men died That's right. after our protest. That's so right. uh, so personally, you know, I, I was devastated. Nixon got the White House. Yeah. He was probably pretty sure that uh, uh, Humphrey was not going to be that viable a candidate, and McCarthy wasn't going to get it. Uh, so it was a very frustrating time. Yeah. Um, uh, it was heartbreaking. But, you know, it's frankly. great to hear your other guests today. You know, there, there's a lot of optimism there. There's a lot of things that, that are being done. Uh, and whether it's, uh, you know, boots in the street, as we were doing, um, or, or a activism, community activism, and, and voting, getting out and voting, organizing, getting good candidates to run. Um, it, they've made it hard to protest. Yeah, it's hard to protest, and it's frustrating. And others are going out to protest and finding that that's, this is also true. Uh, Justin, what do you do these days? I, I think you're living up in Wisconsin, and you got yourself a, a, a publishing operation going. I do. Well, this is mostly for my book and for some future projects. But uh, interestingly enough, I didn't think I'd talk about this, but I'm actually a candidate for the Iowa County Board. Right uh, on. So he does not live in Wisconsin. Yes, he does. Oh, you do. Iowa, Iowa County, County, Wisconsin. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Middle <laughs> point. Just west of Madison. Sorry. <laughs> so, oh, and what are your chances? I'm unopposed. Oh, man. That's chances great. are good, then. So we'll have another progressive right politician in office somewhere. Well, we're going to have to have you back, Justin O'Brien, author of Chicago Yippie! Exclamation point, 68. Mm. Um, Thank you. Love everything about, you know. Where do you get you the book? It's around town. I know you've been on a bunch of shows. I, I have. Uh, you can get it at Quimby's on North Avenue. Uh, you can get it at the Book Table in Oak Park, the Book Cellar in Lincoln Square. Uh, it's also being carried by Reckless Records. Aha. Perfect. Uh, Logan Square Hardware and Records. Um, you got a website? City Newsstand on Cicero and also in Evanston. Oh, nice. And uh, the website, you can buy it directly from the website at GarrettRoom.com. That's with two R's, one T, Garrett Room. Garrett as in, in an attic. That was where I started. Well, it's great to have you, and it was great to have uh, Renato Mariotti and Robin Potter and Nieves Bolaños. And uh, next week, we're going to have another candidate for attorney general, Sharon Fairley, and we're going to have the incomparable James Swanberg, who is going to be performing at our uh, benefit on February 11th. He's also... Uh, in a group called the Lemons. And uh, we encourage you all to do good in the world because the world needs all, all the, the good, good that you that do. You and real do. quickly, Tom, who's going to take us out? Oh, Phil Oaks. Oh, yes. I mean, Phil Oaks. All power, all power to, to the, the people. people. And all yes. the early British wars. The young land started growing. The young blood started flowing. But I ain't a marching anymore. Or I killed my share of engines in a thousand different fights I was there at the little big horn I heard many men lying, I saw many more dying But I ain't marching anymore It's always the old to lead us to the wars Always the young to fall Now look at all we want with a saber and the gun 